Welcome back to the Mike Dillard Podcast, where we help entrepreneurs like you get the knowledge and skills that you need to bring your dreams to life. Well, gang, today's intro is going to be short and sweet. This week, we're joined by my good friend and local Facebook advertising expert, Mr. Kurt Molly. So Facebook's ad platform has seen some dramatic changes over the past two years, and what used to work really, really well isn't working that well today. Things have changed. So Kurt is here to bring you up to speed on what's different and what is working the best right now if you want to start advertising there as well as Instagram. And I have to say that mastering paid ads is the fastest way to scale your business to seven or eight figures. So make sure this is at the top of your priority list. If you have an existing company, an existing product, if you're not using paid ads yet, you have to. It is, it's the secret sauce if you want to grow your business quickly. So with that being said, please help me welcome Kurt Malley. Kurt Malley, welcome to the podcast, my friend. It's a pleasure to finally have you. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Appreciate yeah. it, Mike. So you and I have known each other for, gosh, probably 10 years now. And sure. there's been many years where you have run all of my paid Facebook traffic. You're doing that for me right now. And so it's been super fun to get to play together again. And you're one of the foremost experts when it comes to Facebook and Instagram paid ads. And there's a lot that's been changing in that world. So I thought it'd be amazing to get you on the podcast and kind of do a big what's working now in Facebook ad land, because this is, this is an industry that's seen a lot, of, uh, a lot of news headlines and a lot of changes over the last few months. Yeah. Completely agree. Lots of changes going on right now. They have over the last year, especially over the last 10 years. So whew, lots going on. Yeah. So tell us real quick for folks who are not familiar with you, your 50,000 foot entrepreneurial story, because uh, it was really fun for me to be there kind of in the beginning and watch your evolution, which has been amazing. But give folks, you know, the, the 10 minute overview of Mr. Kurt Malley's adventure as an entrepreneur. Yeah, absolutely. So essentially, I mean, you got front row seats to this. What happened, what my story starts off with is I was working for Microsoft and Apple as an executive. And I jumped into the real estate market right when the real estate market, which I thought was going great. It was actually on the decline. And pretty quickly, I lost all my money, 2014, 2015. And right around that time, I started marketing for small businesses like I was already marketing for my real estate business at the time. And that's when you know I ran into Mike, I ran into you at a radio interview. And that's when you really gave us the idea is, hey, we should write a, we should, I thought it was a joke. You said, hey, you should turn this, you should turn this into a course. And I kind of laughed at it and you're like, no, I, I'm really serious. And then, you know, uh, Mike, you'd worked with us for about a year helping us put together a course. Why we then, uh, my business partner, Nick Bridges and I started to run an ad agency. Again, this is almost over 10 years ago. And one of my biggest ahas, Mike, was actually at your house on the launch of one of your previous companies, Elevation Group. Mm -hmm. And I saw you make an amount of money uh, and within a couple of hours that I had never seen before. And it completely changed my belief system. And it just changed the way that I thought about online marketing, what was possible. And shortly thereafter, uh, what really got my start on Facebook ads um, is you gave me a call and said, hey, Kurt, would you like to be an affiliate? And I had never been an affiliate for anything before. So since I was at your house and we had just met and you had fed me some barbecue and some wine and some beer, Figured it'd be respectful. And that was in November, <laughs> right before Christmas. And I took all my money I had left for Christmas and started running ads. And you were giving away an Aston Martin. And one of your uh, colleagues you'd work with, Jim Walters, walked up to me, who does a lot of filming, and says, Hey, Kurt, you're in the top 10 as the affiliate contest. And I just started going to this internet marketing party here in Austin, which a lot of our friends and colleagues go to. And then all of a sudden, fast forward a year from there, all of a sudden, Mike, you had told us, I'll never forget the story, which is, hey, we're going to start selling this course called Social Media in Seven Minutes. I like to tell people we sold tens of twenties of dollars of that program. <laughs> but it came time to split money with you. And you had said, hey, I'm not here for the money. I just wanted to help you guys out. Maybe you can help run my Facebook ads. So I was not broke, but I was definitely underfunded at that time. And I went back to the internet marketing party and said, hey, I did well as an affiliate with Mike before. Now I'm running Mike Dillard's ads. What about running some ads with you? Fast forward 10 years later, we run ads for, because of that relationship, and I appreciate the endorsement, we run ads for Russell Brunson, lead pages, presidential candidate. We've done John Maxwell, Eben Pagan, a lot of the who's who's, San Antonio Spurs. So with us, to fast forward to today, I work with my, uh, with my brother, Steve Molly. We have 15 employees that are in Nebraska as a full service agency. I teach on stage. I train agency groups. There's about 200 different agency owners. So I love to teach. I love to speak about this stuff. 
And uh, my biggest kind of my superpower is I'm not the world's greatest copywriter, but I like to build relationships um, with my with people like yourself and some of my clients where as long as I just use their content and put some math and facts behind it, um, Facebook really figures out all the rest. So I'm here 10 years later based off word of flow remarketing and making sure we have good performance. So that's yeah. My, my story. Yeah, no, it's been awesome. So Kurt has, if you haven't had a chance to meet him, he's got like a genius level IQ when it comes to Facebook and algorithms and all of the math shit that gives me a headache and goes right over my head. <laughs> so it's a really good blend because you have, like I've always told people, there's two different types of skill set in this world. There's the creators and then there's the ana- analysis, if you will, and the engineering types of brains who are typically doing what you have and have your skill set. And the two go together hand in hand. It's like you can't have one without the other. That's Those are the two people and ingredients that are required for, for any kind of significant growth in a business online today. And so you're always on it. You always know what's changed in Facebook. You guys have you know, really great access to Facebook headquarters. I remember last month, actually, you took a team of your, your mastermind students and got a private tour of Facebook's headquarters here in downtown Austin. And so mm-hmm. you're absolutely plugged into what's going on in that world. And the purpose of this show today is to bring people up to speed on the changes that have taken place over the last one to two years. And then let's talk about what's working now today when it comes to paid ads, because it's completely different than it was, I'd say, 18 months to two years ago. Absolutely. Completely agree. So there's a couple of different things. So so I actually I, I teach a three-day class on this philosophy where that's what I'm going to talk about first is the philosophy and not the specific buttons. We have to think about a different way to think about this entire thing. See, what ends up happening is so many times what people try to do is they want to figure out, does this one, I tell this to almost all prospective clients, what many agencies do, what many people try to do is they say, okay, I have an offer. I got my offer. Now I'm going to start running ads. What used to happen was I want to find out if this ad works, if it's yellow, green, purple, blue, I want to change the landing page button to a couple of different colors, whatever. Just direct response, good old direct response. Well, when we look at this, natural humans don't, I mean, they buy off of direct response, but they really buy based off relationships. So what Facebook has basically done for us is they've customized, I want you to kind of think about it this way. They've customized a digital newspaper specifically for you. There are brain scientists and psychologists and blah, blah, a long list of people that develop hundreds and thousands of different numbers in the equation to figure out what you're going to see first, second, third, fourth, fifth in your newsfeed, i.e. your digital newspaper. Well, what, take a look at it like this. If you own a digital newspaper, if you're the advertiser, if you only run ads of the green ad, the yellow or the green button, the yellow button, the, the red ad, the orange ad, you're doing all this split testing with pretty much the same messaging. You're just changing the colors of the ad in the newspaper, not really providing any content. Well, when people do that, like most advertisers, they're going to trim 90% of the fat. So that means all these different variations that they've tested, 90% of it doesn't work. So they've tested all these different ways that didn't work, and they start retargeting their audience, which is, hey, we're going to test all these different ways. I don't know if they're the right audience. Now, just to be really direct, people in this situation, it's kind of like a pig that rolls around in its own filth. You don't know if your ads are not working or you're targeting because you're retargeting 90% of the ads that you cut. Does that make sense conceptually? A little bit. Like it's just what ends up happening is so many people in direct response will say, hey, buy my shiny stuff. Here are five or six different variations of the ads. But that's not really how people buy. It was just by taking a look the very first time, clicking on it and buying. Some people do. So we want to take a look at, Mike, very, very much like what we've done with your account, is we want to take a look at how can we build a relationship like as a natural human would and let Facebook control all of this technology. Now, this is one of the big changes in Facebook where Facebook wants us to lean into more automation. I'll get to that in just a couple of moments. If we lean into Facebook's automation, what we can end up doing, like we've done for Mike, is we can actually end up showing videos to people that are three or four minutes long, where someone will watch an entire video for two to three cents. So what we want to be able to do, like a digital newspaper, when you open up the, let's just say the USA Today, there are lots of different sections of content. So what a lot of people are doing today, what we've done 
what we've been doing for the last four years, we have not had an ad account shut down in the last three and a half years, is we start leading with people with content. So for example, if you're going to find Mike, the very first appearance of Mike's ad, we're not testing 12 different variations of the ad. We're running a specific video to start rebuilding rapport with people and people will watch that three minute video for two cents. So instead of us worrying about getting a bunch of clicks because of the colors, we're building relationships. So I'll, I'll dive into this in just a little bit more. I just kind of want to make sure that I'm not losing anybody. Which yeah. is So you're going, you're, you're at the top. Mm-hmm. We'll call this the top of the funnel. It's all about mm-hmm. engagement, content consumption, and mm-hmm. really establishing a relationship by delivering value before you get into any like call to action of any kind. Absolutely. So you, what you guys are going to see more coming from me in the months ahead is I'm going to start recording training videos now that my health is, is back to a point where I can do that. That's just pure content. All I want to do is put out an amazing amount of value. It might be a 5, 10, 15 minute long video. I'm going to post those on YouTube, going to be posting them on Facebook. And then Kurt's going to take those videos, top of the funnel, get them out there at the the widest, broadest part of the people that we're targeting and just get them oriented to, hey, who is this Mike Dillard guy? Get him to watch a video like, oh, that guy's pretty smart. He knows what he's doing. I like Mike and he's not asking me for money right now. This is This is good, right? Mm-hmm. What we want to kind of take a look at, and I have a fun saying that I have, is I like to say my propaganda is strong. Now, not to get into politics, but there was a president elected because he was running very strong propaganda in the exact same fashion that, a fashion that I'm talking about here. So, for example, with a presidential election, they're not buying something tomorrow or the same day. They may be giving a donation. So how do you give people to give donations? Literally, Trump, the day he was elected, started running ads on Facebook for his reelection the day that he got elected. What he's doing is he's constantly telling new people, top of funnel, a different story. So he's constantly telling different stories to ask for the same donation amount. So Trump does not advertise, hey, let's advertise these four different colors. Trump will advertise different stories in different areas of the country, very micro-targeted areas of the country. And depending on those areas, people are donating because of the different stories. Again, not because of the different color or different change in the copy. Right. One of the other things, Mike, that's really quite fascinating, what a lot of people do, as I mentioned, that we have not got an ad account shut down in the last three and a half years. What a lot of people do is they really kind of try to force like a golf ball through a garden hose with this, hey, Facebook, I want you to go out and find me as many buyers as possible. What Facebook will actually do, and a lot of people miss this, Facebook will actually target people based off of learning modalities. So I want you to think about this. This changes the belief system a little bit. A lot of people, when they run ads, they say, okay, I'm going to run a conversion ad because I'm looking for people who have a high probability to convert uh, to leads or sales. Great. Well, just to be very clear, if you're to run a video as a video view objective, if you were to run a video as a video view objective and you were to target, let's just say, an entrepreneurial audience, Facebook is looking... For the entrepreneur in that, for the entrepreneurs in that targeting sex that have a high probability of consuming your entire video. Well, how does Facebook do this? Well, every client that gets onboarded with us, I show them a post that Mark Zuckerberg made on his personal page five years ago. I mean, imagine what the technology is like now. But five years ago, Facebook could look into a video that you posted and know within half a second that the video you posted was of a man in a competition in an outdoor unicycle competition. It knows that Mike likes to ride dirt bikes and may show that in your suggested video feed. So the reason I tell you this is Facebook has the technology. If you produce two or three or five minute videos without even a call to action to a website, Facebook will literally target the right person at the right time. For example, There's some videos that we've run for Mike that have been up to an hour long. I think it was a podcast interview that you did or 40 minutes long um, with Dean Graciosi that you've done before. Mm -hmm. We've run something like that where it's a dollar a day to very specific cold markets. So imagine a dollar a day. That's not much. That was our budget. (laughs) That's That was it. Just a dollar a day in very specific audiences. It only cost $2.50 for someone to watch that entire video. So do we want to lead for $10 where they enter their email address? Or do we want somebody who spent 40 minutes watching the interview? So again, Facebook's going to help find the right person at the right time as long as we're putting the right content out there. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So 
let's talk about the overall strategy, top of funnel, middle of funnel, bottom of funnel, and kind of break Absolutely. down the approach of, of how you're targeting people today and taking them through that process. Absolutely. Absolutely. So just to get the definitions out there for top of funnel, because we all talk about this just a little bit differently. So for me, top of funnel is a cold audience. They've never, ever, ever seen my brand. So that means I'm going to target what I call core audiences. These are audiences that are, I'm very specific of the age, the interest, the targeting. I know that this is my personality that I am ideally looking to target. Now, when I'm targeting my top of funnel, these cold people, this is very important. Most advertisers don't do this. I exclude all leads, sales, and anyone who's seen my content in the last 28 days. So truly top of funnel, we are reaching brand new people who ideally have never seen you before. Right. Any clarifying questions on that one, Mike? Nope. Great, great, great. Now, some people make money going to the cold market. Just to let you know with my terminology, if someone in my methodology is if someone watches, clicks, engages, goes to my website, they're going to drop automatically into middle of funnel. So my top of funnel content and ads that I run, I do not have to get leads direct right away. I don't care if they watch, click, or engage. They're going to drop. As soon as they do that, they're going to drop to my middle funnel, and they're going to be retargeted for 28 days. You know, if in any time that they watch, click, or engage, that 28-day clock resets. So I have them inside of my digital newspaper mid-funnel. Does that make sense so far? Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Okay, perfect. So now what happens is because I didn't need a lead top of funnel, right? All I needed was a view or an engagement. Great, I'm building a relationship. So for perfect example, we ran a two-minute video of John Benson that Mike had done in an interview. And that first exposure did not have a website click. It just had literally just the videos, two minutes long. It costs two cents for someone to get to know Mike and John for two minutes. Two cents. Great. Now they automatically fall into the next bucket, middle of funnel. Middle of funnel for us is anyone who is engaged with your ads or your page or your leads or your sales for the last 28 days. There's lots of different ways to set up retargeting, but basically anyone who engages with your brand is what we call as, my, as our uh, kind of trade name for it is hot 28. We're going to retarget people for any conceivable way for the last 28 days. Now, in this hot 28, this is my digital newspaper. I'm going to test my, I'm going to, I'm going to test all my content here. I'm going to run different Facebook lives of Mike. So Mike, as you produce more content, people are going to see maybe one video of yours top of funnel. But once they watch one thing, now they're going to see lots of different ads, not for the same thing. Like, hey, did you opt in? Did you opt in? Did you opt in? It's going <laughs> hey, to show well, an hey, interview. Are you going to opt in so I can give you a new, a new yeah. ad, right? <laughs> By the way, did you see my shiny stuff? Did you see my, see my shiny stuff? So the difference with us is I may say, hey, Mike, give me 20 videos that you have. And this is what we started off with is just give me some snippets. They're a couple of minutes long. And just to make up a number, I'm going to take 20 videos. And I'm going to run 20 videos for a dollar a day to anybody inside that hot 28 audience. Now, here's what happens. Let's make this really simple. I like to tell people I have a PhD in how to make this work. That is called a public high school diploma. So I'm going to keep this super simple, right? So what essentially ends up happening inside of this middle of funnel, when I take 20 videos and I target those 20 videos for a dollar a day each to that hot 28 audience, Here's what's going to happen. There are 20 videos in there, but you as a consumer over the next 28 days are on average, are probably only going to see four of those 20 videos. You'll never see the same piece of content twice. So when you're scrolling through your newsfeed after you see Mike for the first time, you're going to see lots of different content that Facebook believes is the right content at the right time for you. We're only spending a dollar a day for each video. And literally, it's costing us anywhere from $0.05 cents to $0.10 cents to have someone watch videos of Mike that are three, four, five minutes long. But again, Facebook is pushing out the exact content for that person out of 20 videos. No one's going to see the same video twice. They're going to see about four videos on average within that 28 days. So, Does that make sense? So tell us a little bit about your, your dollar a day budget, because I'm sure there's folks who are wondering, like, wait a minute, how does that work? Why are you only doing a dollar a day? Do you scale that up? But if you could, let's, let's bake that out a little more. Yes, please. So 
to explain this just a little bit more, I was invited to an event at Agora Financial, it's a multi-billion dollar financial direct response company. And the answer to this question that I'm about ready to answer, I was sitting around with 35 other media buyers and someone had given out a belt for, hey, here's a championship like wrestling belt for the best idea that's duplicatable. And I started talking about this dollar a day strategy. And there are people there from Ty Lopez's camp, Purple Mattress, Russell Brunson's advertising group. And I won this award, essentially this belt, because of exactly the strategy that you're talking about. So what happens is, is many times is when people fall this mid-funnel, what a lot of advertisers do feel that they have to control the experience. So a perfect example is, okay, they watch my first piece of content. Now they must watch content two, content three, content four, and then they become a lead, just like a regular funnel. So I understand that, but something I've tested over the last three years that's worked out so well, a person named Dennis Wu gave me this idea for the strategy, so I'd like to give him credit. What Dennis said is instead of segmenting people into specific audiences, we're going to put everybody in one audience. It's the hot 28, all different ways to retarget. And instead of saying, hey, Facebook, here's $5 to run this ad, we tell Facebook, hey, Facebook, we're not going to give you five bucks. We're only going to give you a dollar. And we're going to give you a dollar for each one of these 20 videos. So you're only going to spend a dollar a day. So now what we've done literally, again, it's kind of like we take this garden hose where we are only going to focus on the right person at the exact right time. Now, I don't ask the question why because it creates an open loop. So I don't know why this happens. But I'll tell you when I was talking to a Facebook rep on the phone a couple of months back, he said, Kurt, we're leaning into video views. And I go, good. Look at this dollar a day strategy. What I'm seeing is if I take 20 videos, spend a dollar a day for each video in this hot 28 audience, I'm seeing the average person is only going to see four videos in a month, but it's there again, they're not seeing the same thing twice. And the Facebook rep goes, I'll never forget this. He paused for a second. He goes, uh, dude, you are woke on this. You are literally forcing Facebook to find the exact right person at the exact right time. Instead of throwing 30 bucks at this one video, it may cost $5 to watch it. But if we constrict the algorithm and say, we're only going to give you a dollar Facebook, we can make lots of videos for a dollar. So like Mike, one of your questions to me was, yeah, I know, but can we scale this? It doesn't take much either on the top or in the middle to have a bunch of different audiences and content for just a dollar a day where it forces Facebook to find all the right people. So now imagine this, imagine top of funnel, you'll engage with something now they're middle of funnel, middle of funnel. They've seen four different pieces of content. You don't even have to be selling anything yet. And it's literally pennies. It's going to be cheaper than one website click. Now for four or five conversations, what we end up doing is again, I'm not putting a segmented audience. I'm telling Facebook, you figure out, you just target these people. There's 20 videos for a dollar a day. This is where I start testing my offers because these are the people that know, like, and trust me. So I'm not testing Mike's new opt-in page that, I mean, let's be honest, Mike, I always tell you this, like you deserve to hear, like you're a great copywriter, but not every offer works right? Not every line of copy works. So what happens in my kind of know this has happened in your career. What happens when you make an offer that doesn't really work? Well, if we're running top of funnel and testing our green ad, yellow ad, purple ad, man, we don't know if that offer works for a long time, but we can literally like, again, I want you to think about this as Mike's budget. We can think, think of Mike Diller's budget. We can literally spend $150 on a new sales funnel to run lead ads to that middle of funnel, to the people who already know, like, and trust us. And within 150 bucks or $200, we have a pretty good idea if this works. Like before, Mike, we wouldn't have an idea at all if we're just trying to run top of funnel, trying to get leads right away. So I can change my offer, my language anytime if my offer doesn't work. Because again, I'm marketing to people who know, like, and already trust me, like a, just like an email list. Does that make sense? Yeah. So what I want people to understand is making a sale is a matter of time and attention, right? So the way I want you to think about it, if you like picture a graph in your head, the more time and attention a pro- you have in front of a prospect, let's just say delivering free content and free value, the lower the barrier to getting the sale becomes, right? And let's just say on average, someone needs to spend an hour with you to feel comfortable enough to buy your product or service. And typically in the past, we would go for that hour of consumption all up front in the form of a video, a sales video or a webinar, right? But if they've consumed an hour of that content, they feel comfortable enough to you know, pull out their wallet. Okay, I'm going to make a purchase now. Well, now we're just dividing up that process instead of one long video webinar, we're dividing it into 
10 to 20 micro videos, right? So if we were dividing it into 10, 10 videos, six minutes a piece, somebody watches all of those, they're still getting that hour of consumption and rapport building. And now, again, we can put an offer in front of them. And even though it's been little micro doses of content over 30 days instead of one hour in one afternoon, it takes so it takes longer, but it's more effective because they've had time to distill like this. Uh, it expands the selling process, but it also gives you more, more time and attention in front of these people. Uh, it might not be the right time for them to buy today, but guess what? 14 days from now, 15 days from now, consuming more value and content from you. It's going to get easier and easier to make that sale, which is going to drive down your cost to acquire a customer. So we're just expanding and lengthening the sales process with micro content instead of just going for the big baseball over the head type deal, you know, right up front. Yeah, what essentially happens is that a lot of people just have to keep in mind is a lot of people are trained on Facebook ads on terminology that it's actually related to email. So a lot of people are like, I got to get lots of clicks and a click-through rate. You know, People have to click through my ad, and the more people that click on my ad, the better it is. That's actually the way that we look at email. People confuse the terminology. Facebook did a big Nelson's rating study and basically found out this. People do not have to click on the ad to recall your brand. They don't have to click on your ad for brand awareness. They don't even have to click on your ad for purchase consideration, only when they're ready to actually buy. So it's a perfect example of this is I have a webinar that I explain kind of this process on. Well, I can either get $10 leads, but my goal, Mike, just like you said, is to get people to watch that entire webinar. So let's just say that my leads are $10. And let's just say that 50% of those leads show up to the webinar. That's 20 bucks worth of lead. Let's just say 50% of those people watch till the end of the webinar. These are realistic numbers. At $40 a lead. But if I run my video for a dollar a day, top of funnel, my entire 70 minute webinar, people will watch for a very first exposure to me, a 70 minute webinar for less than $2. So again, go back to Mike's point, Mike, is it better that I get a bunch of leads up front, which is always great? Or would you rather pay $2 instead of 40 bucks to have someone watch the entire webinar just right in their newsfeed? Yeah, it's, I mean, we've heard it referred to as the invisible list, right? Yeah, absolutely. You're not necessarily building an email list, you're building a pixel list, meaning a group of people who are pixeled and who have been shown to engage with your content. And now you're just putting your content directly in front of them without bothering, you know, with the, with the email component. I like to do both because mm -hmm. my email list is an extremely valuable asset. I've had subscribers who have been on my list for over 10 years now. And mm -hmm. the part that I like about that is that I don't have to worry about my message getting filtered by Facebook. Absolutely. Right. I can use the word business opportunity and making money and investing and everything else free. Essentially, mm -hmm. I have free and open speech with my email list that I would not in Facebook. So there's a plus and a minus here. Absolutely go after this strategy as Kurt is describing it because it makes more sense these days with how the algorithm has changed. And at the same time, when we talk about, you know, how are we going to set up this funnel? How are we going to pursue the customer acquisition process with this new offer? I still want to get my email capture page in the mix at some point somehow. Absolutely. Because it does have advantages that you can't get anywhere else. Absolutely. So here's a perfect example for you. As we were testing your last offer, what I did is I spent about $150 for each kind of type of offer and opt-in page that we were doing middle of funnel. Once I found out that Russell Brunson was one of the best uh, interviews that you had that people would opt into right away, we got, a, I think we accumulated, I think it was only 30 or 40 leads middle of funnel. And it showed me over a couple of days with low spend Ah, I can see that people are opting in. They're progressing through the funnel. This works really well mid-funnel. The next thing that we do is since we've now proven it mid-funnel, because that's our proven testing ground, now I'm going to move that top of funnel because instead of me testing 20 different ad variations, I may test a couple of ad variations, but it's pretty much a proven ad. So once we proved your lead ads middle of funnel, that's what we move top of funnel, turn on some more automation. And Facebook goes after a cold audience to get Mike, you leads under $10. But again, even if it doesn't become a lead the very first time, all of a sudden they're on Mike's like digital newspaper. 
where they're seeing all the other content to build rapport and then to opt into other offers you have. Yeah. And this that brings up another point that people need to be aware of, which is the fact that there's a literal war for people's attention. And mm-hmm. the people who are winning that war are the ones who are omnipresent everywhere on all of these different platforms all the time. If you're in this you know, internet marketing space, you already know who's winning this war. There's a few mm-hmm. people. There is Grant Cardone. There is Gary Vaynerchuk. There's Ty Lopez and maybe one or Dan Locke and maybe one or two other people mm-hmm. who are everywhere all the time because they're just plowing all of their money back into building up this audience and building up this audience. And if you're not in the mix and vying you know, for your piece of that attention pie, you're out. Mm-hmm. Like you're not even in the mm-hmm. consideration set at that, at that point because someone might see your post once a week and they're seeing 20 from Grant today. Grant wins every time. <laughs> so, Absolutely. Um, so that's a, a part of the equation that I want people to be aware of here as well. Is this, a, this is a bigger picture, longer term strategy, but it is one that will lead to dominance in your niche and in your industry. We just happen to be in the most competitive one in the world, which is competing against other internet marketers who are <laughs> up to the latest and greatest in internet marketing. You get outside of this niche and you use these strategies in any other kind mm. of business capacity, mm-hmm. n- you're going to dominate because nobody mm-hmm. else is doing this. They don't know how to do this. That goes over their head. They don't have someone to work with like Kurt or his team, but it's just a grand slam home run that can, gosh, significantly increase your business if you'll apply this, um, if you have a blue ocean niche that's outside of this world specifically. So, yeah. Yeah, essentially one of, one of the things just kind of, uh, mentioned, you know, Facebook has something called a quality score. So everyone's always interested in what's the best hook, what's the best line. I like to align myself with people who already have a good message that I can kind of, you know, copy and paste in there because it's I'm just fulfilling some of their vision. But you want to look at this. It's not the most money who wins. So I know you mentioned a couple of great names who spend a lot of money. But if you repeat the same strategy that I was just talking about, you don't require hundreds of thousands of people for your offer. It's nice to think that way. But if you get somebody who's seen seven to 10 pieces of your content in the last month of an audience of 30,000 people, it really starts to help build that rapport. So Facebook's judging you not on, do you have the greatest hook and are people clicking on your ad? They're actually judging you on three different things. One, how is your, how is your relevance to other people who are advertising in your niche? So if Mike and I are running uh, ads in the learn how to make some, uh, learn how to make some money marketing niche, let's just say, or the marketing niche, are our creatives more relevant than the other people running creatives, right? This is longer form post, a little bit more content. The second thing is, okay, now that people got to your landing page, are they having a good experience? You're running an ad to get them to your page. Are people coming back right away? Are they waiting for the page to load? Are they having a good experience? Notice I'm not talking about hooks. The third thing is, is once they get to your page, are they actually converting? What Facebook's looking for while you're running an ad, you want that ad to go to your website. Once it gets to your website, if it's relevant enough, they should be opting in. So notice I didn't say anything with Facebook stature right here is that Facebook's looking to give you the cheapest click, nor did I say Facebook's looking to give you the cheapest lead or the cheapest sale. So what we want to focus on if our digital newspaper has good content, we're pre-qualifying all those people. So when it comes time to make an offer like a newspaper, you see ads for products and service to the side next to very relevant content. And that's kind of the thing. Let's focus on relevant content. You're going to see your ad costs go down. It's easier to follow up with people. And you can't say the wrong thing to the right person. So it actually makes it a lot more fun and profitable. Yeah. And the other big secret to this, you know, to success these days is to follow up and pursue the people who have made it the furthest down your funnel, but not purchased. So let's just say that they've made it all the way to the checkout page and then they abandon the cart and they didn't purchase. That's going to be like 95% of your best traffic, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so you immediately want to retarget those people. You know that they've seen your checkout page. So you've got a a custom audience in Facebook set up for that. And you're going to create a video or write an ad that says, Hey, I noticed you were about to purchase XYZ, but you didn't follow through. Do you have any questions? And then maybe you can send them through a messenger bot, you know, series right there that might answer their objections, or you can just do it on the video. That, that, you know, in the past, that's usually been because someone has a question around, you know, this being relevant for their country because they live outside the United States or whatever it may be, right? 
But the whole point mm-hmm. is, is that you can follow up with them directly via an ad instead of an email and mm-hmm. address those objections and then yeah, ask again, right? Yeah, absolutely. So let me give you a perfect example. And I'll, if you don't mind, I'll recommend a book. It's kind of like my primer that I like to keep on the left-hand side of my desk when I'm writing this. So what I look at, I call this bottom of funnel. That means they've consumed my content. They have clicked on a specific offer. So let's just say they're clicking on a land, they're clicking on a landing page to opt or landing page to buy, but they didn't buy. Okay, so we know that they're interested in this offer because they clicked on it, right? I'm not testing this mid-funnel. I know that they're interested. So now that they're interested, what information should I follow up with? Well, uh, a couple of years ago, a good friend of mine's wife, Shauna Brooks, uh, ended up uh, taking a bunch of blog articles that Justin Brooks, many of you guys know him, he's a great traffic person, and, and put in a bunch of these different retargeting, what he calls retargeting recipes. That's a book's name. One of my strategies for retargeting recipes are in there. And when those retargeting recipes that Justin's so great on, so if you have a chance you know, pick it up on Amazon or whatever, is the retargeting recipes book is once somebody hits that page, Justin really goes through the different ways of, okay, so like Mike, for you, what are the different testimonials that we can get to play as soon that relates to the offer as soon as someone clicks on this page that they don't buy? So now instead of seeing our, they're going to see some of our content, but now they're going to see lots of different people talking positively about this offer. So like for Mike, Mike has a testimonial page. So as soon as people hit the offer to buy and they don't buy, I want to make sure that they're seeing his testimonial page. I want to make sure that they're seeing other like uh, uh, video ads that are just direct testimonials. I also want to show people images of uh, testimonials or images of faces and the testimonials in the ad. I want to be able to tell long form stories. One of the things, Mike, that I got from you that I learned from you is when someone hits on the page, I retarget them with a video uh, set expectations. And what I've always learned from you in setting expectations is, okay, when you're ready to, there's a couple of questions, which are the frequent, uh, these are the frequent objections. I answer a couple of objections, right, in the form of questions. And then I say, look, when you're ready to get started, here's what's going to happen. You're going to go to our secure page. The page is going to look like this. And we make a video that walks people through exactly what they're going to see next in their membership area, where they put the credit card, all of that. So now instead of just landing on the sales page and saying, hey, do you see my shiny stuff? Do you see my shiny stuff? Are you going to buy my shiny stuff? They hit that landing page, kind of like Mike, you had mentioned that omnipresence. Now all of a sudden, oh my goodness, there's all these people talking about Mike. Wow, there's a couple of well-known people talking about Mike. Oh, I didn't realize that this is a frequently asked question. And they see another video where, wow, this is the back-end walkthrough that I get of what's going to happen next. Now it makes it easier to buy. And that's how we're going to focus on that bottom of funnel. But I use that book, Retargeting Recipes, so I can look and be like, oh, here's another idea, like a four-star review that you can grab off Amazon. You use four stars. When people see four stars, they're usually reading more because they're looking, what did someone say to get four stars? So yeah, that is the cream of the crop. I gotta, I gotta, ask, you, I gotta ask you real quick. Absolutely. Are you using four stars specifically or instead of five or one out, one out five? There's probably yeah, people kind of who, who had the same little OCD thing as me when you, when you brought up four instead of five. And so I got to ask. <laughs> so. Uh, so exact same thing. One of the things I learned from your video and Russ and John Benson was I typically misspell words and people click on it more. Right. Right. So what I'm taking a look at is, okay. What are people going to click on specifically? So I use a lot of emojis, not to where it looks really unindated, but I remember this one quote, which is really important. Is someone asked Jeff uh, Bezos, hey, I, I see you're selling books or something like that. I bet you're glad on selling books or something. And he's like, no, no, no. I don't care about selling books. I want to control the checkout process. So that helps me think if this billionaire is controlling the checkout process, I want to have my bottom of the funnel ads look something very similar to what they have on Amazon. So I may choose four or five stars, kind of depending, just because I want people to click because that's what they're conditioned for. Okay. So, I was just curious if you were choosing four stars specifically for some reason instead of a five-star review. No, nah, sometimes just because it goes through your newsfeed and if everything was five stars, great. Yeah. Sometimes it's just, oh, wow, I didn't realize there's a bottom of the funnel ad with some stars on it. And it literally could just be a quote because the star rating system goes with Amazon. Mike, you don't have a star rating system. But I've ran some four and five yeah. stars just at the bottom, yep. and people want to just check in and listen a little bit more. Okay, cool. All right, I just wanted to clarify, and in case there Absolutely. was some kind of some kind of test y'all ran or something like that. Um, very cool. So let's talk a little bit about some of the again changing policies Facebook has implemented, some of the new tech that they have implemented. What is really the secret sauce to kicking butt on Facebook and Instagram these days? Great question. So this comes in a belief system change that many of us marketers have. 
And many of us aggressive marketers, we like to control everything. It's where it gets a little risky, or not, I shouldn't say risky, it's where you want to take a big deep breath because we got to change the way we think about how we run ads. Now, if you've been running ads for a couple of years, you know that there's lots of different ways to manipulate the ad. Red ad, green ad, blue ad, optimization, manual bidding. There's all these different buttons to push. I'm only going to show my ad in the newsfeed and only on Instagram. We're going to force Facebook to do certain things. Well, we have a dedicated Facebook rep that the reason we were chosen is not because of how much money that we spend, but what, we, what happens is, is because of how much that we end up testing, very specific when we're testing very specific things. Now, our Facebook rep asks us, they go, okay, out of all of the industries that you're in, we want you, your team, and all of you to lean into Facebook's automation more. We want you to worry less about the buttons and the 50 different types of creatives, red, green, yellow, blue. We want you to focus more on your creatives, period, your longer story and your videos. Now, Facebook has something called the power of five and the breakdown effect. And I'll go through this very quickly. You can see some of the stuff in my personal profile I'll tell you about in a minute. But the power of five basically says this. The power of five, Facebook says, okay, Facebook's going to help you with something called direct matching. Well, they'll help to make sure if, if the person's on their cell phone or their email that you're targeting the same person. So that's direct matching. Great. We're going to make sure we're targeting people at the right time at the right place. The next thing is, is Facebook says, okay, we want you to target all placements. Let Facebook figure out if it's better to run the ad on Tuesday in the newsfeed of Facebook, but Facebook will actually figure out when's the best time to show Mike an ad of this specific content on this specific platform, meaning audience, network, whatever. So again, these are automatic placements. We're not forcing anything because Facebook, as they're watching this, Facebook's going to, again, target the right person at the right time on the right platform. Now, the next thing. Facebook says, make campaigns more simple. That means Facebook doesn't want you to play with uh, all these different options and targeting. Facebook has something called campaign budget optimization that basically says you're going to set a budget at the top of the campaign. You're going to turn on automatic placement so Facebook can show the ad everywhere. You can hit one more button called dynamic ads, which makes all these different dynamic ads for you. And then you kind of lean back and watch the numbers and let Facebook's automation really start running through everything. Why we go back to the drawing table and talk about some additional long form content or video content that we want to start running. So I want you to really kind of think about this without getting too complicated. The more that we're leaning into the automation with Facebook, the easier it actually gets. So I used to have to test 20 different ad variations. Now, if we follow this good type of content that I mentioned and we validate that this content is relevant to people, that people are opting in. I then set up and let Facebook run all the other automation. Again, you can look up the power of five uh, or the power of five from Facebook. Uh, they have a whole page dedicated on it. And Facebook does all the hard work for me. I'm seeing my costs drop. I'm spending less time in front of the computer, more time on working on other things. So that's probably the biggest aha. As long as you're relevant and you lean into this full automation, sky's really the limit as long as you have good, good relevant content. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Man, I think we've done a pretty good job of of giving everybody the the overview of how the industry is changing and continues to change and just how the approach is when it comes to marketing these days again it's just a matter of it's just a matter of time guys attention over time and now we're we're fragmenting that into smaller chunks and distilling people down uh, finding the those who are really excited about the content we're producing they're going further down the funnel and then we're going to present those folks with an ad the people who get to the shopping cart page but don't buy, then we're going to target them with ads that handle objections. We might offer some kind of scarcity or discount, whatever it may be, right? Like a free seven-day trial. If someone didn't buy at full price, great. Well, let's follow up and, and offer them a free seven-day trial at this point. But only those specific people are going to see that ad. You're not going to push that out to everyone. It's just the Absolutely. folks who didn't buy at full price, right? So. Yeah, guys. So that's how we're we're approaching Facebook and advertising these days. You're going to start to see, well, if you've been paying attention to my stuff over the last few months, you've seen us kind of play around with this and test it. Unfortunately, my health stuff got in the way uh, <laughs> in, in front of a lot of that. But we're finally in a, in a place where I can get back to producing content because that is the one thing that you do need to have here and that you do need to produce is investing the time to build out the content to deliver value to folks, which is you know, re requirement uh, in this day and age. 
And now I have the capacity to do that. So I would say in the next 30 days, y'all are going to start to see this in your newsfeed, a la my ads and the new funnel that we're getting ready to launch here in the next 30 days. And so study that. And also, if you need or if you would like to work with an agency that can do all of this for you, just call up Kurt. Kurt, are you guys taking on new clients right now? What's that look like for you? Yeah, it's a great question. We take on one, about one new client every six weeks. The thing is, is we have the whole range of things. And I'm always happy to jump on the phone with someone or we have, of course, a website to look it over because we have a full agency offering. But that's, I mean, that's really where you know, people are spending over $5,000 a month. They have a dialed in offer. We also have uh, events where we train this exact philosophy on three days, even down to step-by-step training programs that you can use on your own. So if you're just getting started, one of the recommend, uh, recommendations I have to people if you learn at least how to run the ad strategy, you don't have to know all the idiosyncrasies of it, but if you at least start to learn in a little bit, when it comes time to hire someone, you know how to talk the language and you're not always starting over. But if you've been running traffic for a while and you have a pretty good offer, but you haven't been able to scale it, happy to, ch- happy to chat with you too. But yes, we have services for, for everybody along the way, depending on your skill level. Awesome. Where should folks go to uh, connect with you to learn more, to reach out and, and touch base with you guys? Yeah, a couple of different things. So uh, you can always check me out uh, on my personal Facebook page. It's actually one of the easiest things to follow me. So that's just Kurt, C-U-R-T, Molly, M-A-L-Y. Now, the thing is, is I'll post stuff on my personal page that leads over to my fan page, which is called The Belt. You'll see that if you just follow my personal page. And then, of course, then you start seeing all the retargeting. If you want to watch a webinar on exactly this philosophy. So by the way, this is not a webinar. What's a hard close? This is Hey, if you want to know the philosophy of what I was talking about, what I like to say, math and facts, you can just go to the belt. So the belt dot live, L-I-V-E forward slash training. And it is a 70 minute webinar that goes through the exact specifics of the belief system we're talking about here. And I give you some examples as well. So if you'd like to learn on your own, go to the belt dot live forward slash training. And if you have any questions, you've been running an offer, you'd like to reach out with me directly. Reach out to me on Facebook and I check my Facebook messages every couple of days just because I get inundated. Yeah. So that's awesome. it, Mike. I really appreciate your time. This has been great. Yeah, guys. And actually, I'm going to just throw this out there and just to see what y'all's feedback is. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, Kurt and I are playing around with the idea of starting a mastermind group here in Austin since we're both here and we're both you know, talking about this stuff on a weekly basis and, and implementing it, testing it. We're thinking about starting a mastermind group, and it would be specifically for those of you who are doing at least $100,000 per month in revenue, so at least seven figures a year, and it would probably be 12 to 15 people. We're thinking about meeting up three weekends a year, and the entire purpose of this is to just discuss traffic and marketing strategies that are working for all of us inside our business, right? So. I'm going to open the kimono and show you exactly what's working in mine. Kurt's going to talk about the latest Facebook strategies. If you are a member of that mastermind group, you would be essentially a peer and a colleague. And we just want to get together once a quarter, share what's working best. And uh, ideally, we all just have this spiral of growth upwards. And so that's something we're playing around with. We are talking about the ideas, talking about you know potentially doing this early 2020. If that's something you have an interest in, if you're doing at least 100 grand a month, if you think it would be valuable for you to come down and spend uh, three weekends a year with Kurt and I and a group of other badasses and rock stars in business, send an email to me. Just email mike at mikedillard.com and just say, hey, I would be interested in the mastermind. And I want to see how many responses we get because, again, this is something we're we're still just kind of toying around with. If we get a decent amount of responses, and this is something that a dozen of you would really like to to participate in and come down and hang out, hang out with us here in town, then that will really light a fire under us and make this a bigger priority right now. If there's already a demand for it and you guys want to come down, we'll go ahead and, and actually implement it and get it rolling. So email mike at mikediller.com. Again, if that's something you're interested in, mention the mastermind with Mike and Kurt. I just want to get kind of a show of hands and a vote for the number of folks out there who would be interested. And uh, we'll go from there. So awesome, brother. Thanks for stopping by, man. Thanks for sharing your wisdom as always. And uh, guys, I've known Kurt for 10 years now. He's one of the best out there in the business, especially when it comes to specifically Facebook ads. But I I tend to think of you as my my brain on a stick. You've got this big giant skull with a big giant brain in it. And uh, 
there's a lot of a lot of smart shit that comes out of it. So <laughs> I appreciate, I like it, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, of Absolutely, course. Man, thanks for changing my life. This has been great. Let's do yeah. it some more. This is great. Well, that's let's let's do that for some more folks. That's the plan. That's the goal. Absolutely. Awesome, guys. Well, uh, I hope you enjoyed this interview with Kurt. If you need to share this with your team or anybody else who needs help when it comes to traffic, please share this episode. Uh, I would also ask that you go to iTunes and leave us a five-star review because that really helps out a lot when it comes to getting this show more exposure. And once again, if you are interested in that mastermind, you'd be a good fit for it. You meet the qualifications. Just shoot me an email, mike at mikediller.com. Let me know. And uh, I'm interested to see how many folks would like to participate in that and uh and we'll go from there thanks so much we'll see you next week Time is